Hi, welcome to Cinemad. Today's podcast is with James Fotopoulos. James has been making a name for himself over the past 15 some odd years as an underground director. Underground because he works with very few resources, using locals and friends as cast and crew, but still turning out films that are very strong in atmosphere and style. I made up the term avant-gutter to describe his work because sometimes his stuff is too dirty and base to sort of be called an art film, but it's also far too existential and atmospheric to just be a simple drama or crime movie. Today we'll talk about style and meaning and also straddling the film and art worlds, the difference between telling a story and experiencing one and using dialogue versus using more abstract long takes. James has two new films. One is his version of Alice in Wonderland. The other is a film made from an original script by Raymond Pettibone. We'll talk about both of those two. Here's James. So last time that uh, I've known you since about 2000, Mm -hmm. and we stayed in touch, and I've shown your films all this time, but the last time I actually wrote something about you and did an interview with you was 2001, and the way I wrote about you was... Uh, basically a narrative filmmaker working underground, working independently in Chicago uh, with the films you had just done, Migrating Forms and Back Against the Wall. Mm-hmm. Your film after that was Christabel, mm-hmm. and that was a completely different film, a huge shift in style, a lot more abstract. Mm-hmm. What what was the jump? A lot of it was the, the subject matter, the content of what I was dealing with. And my view was always sort of that that sort of dictated how I was going to approach a film. And uh, so I'd been thinking about doing it around... I started it around the same time I was doing Back Against the Wall. Mm-hmm. And, it, and I was also very interested in video. I like, you know, I'd worked in video earlier. And I sort of stopped and I made the films on 16mm because um, that was like the, the sort of way I, I, at, that, at that time I was used to understanding that visual... Um, sort of language I was familiar with it it's how I thought about films mm. so to go and make a video at that time in the mid 90s uh, or, or a, a film or try to use the grammar of how I understood a film on video it just didn't feel right so but I had these ideas and I had these sort of images I was thinking about Cristobal um I mean, it's hard to remember exactly like how it sort of unfolded, right. but like, but like, but the, it's not even a script. You you made it up. It was of a play. It was a play. Mm-hmm. So I was interested in the play, and the subject matter of the play, you know, created certain images. So I, I when I started, I thought I was going to do it on sixteen millimeter, and it never could have survived the uh, the going through the optical printer. It would have it would have been destroyed. If what I was gonna, if I was trying to do what I wanted to do, also just video, because of just because of like bypassing the image, so many images yeah, on so top many, of so images. many images on top of it, and 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 also visually, you know, I was I was getting interested in in a lot of video work. Like I had, I was I had seen a lot of stuff, and uh, I thought there was a lot of like possibilities for to do stuff with it, and and I also knew that's what what I was ultimately going to be working on, because I couldn't, uh, I didn't think I could continue. Uh, doing the films, 60 millimeter films, they're just too expensive. And, and 
and it just in terms of the grammar, it was it was changing. I thought so. Cristobal allowed so 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 getting in, in, into video and getting into digital digital um, working digitally lent itself to something at the time like uh, it was sort of like a way of like operating upon the play, which I had been doing shorts like on film that were very different than the narrative features. So it wasn't completely new. I was sort of doing that. I was exploring that. On, on shorter films, mm-hmm. so it was. I, I thought about it when I started to, you know, I, I started to uh, to to, uh, to explore the the, uh, the digital editing and the cameras. That it was very much like drawing in the sense that like it was very immediate. You can get very um, inside a work and like and like tear it apart and like break the piece down and then assemble the pieces back together again. In film, you really couldn't do it that same way. So, Cristobal sort of like lends itself to, to this type of um, this type of approach because it was, you know, it was incomplete. It was uh, it was written. Um, uh, uh, there was a lot of time between the uh, the two parts. It had these two little like conclusions that mm-hmm. I thought was interesting, and it was a, it was very like it was very like primal subject matter. So it had it had this like combination, or it had like sort of a, a skeleton that allowed me to go in and like work upon it. Like it was perfect for me to 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 um, to, uh, to to attempt to uh, move forward in this in this, with this idea. Mm-hmm. So so I began using the video in a way of like shattering and breaking down the piece, and then reassembling that piece. Um, and then by reassembling it, like making it, you know, the way I always think about it is like sort of like when you put it back together, you're like having parts of what you broke down of the content very sort of having like sort of um, creating a tension off themselves. And video did that in a way that the fil- making the films, at least at that time for me, couldn't do. Like the way you did that in the, in the films was like um, casting people, casting certain types of people against each other. Shooting with a great deal, of, like shooting, um, or creating. You were creating on those films because you were shooting sort of in in space. You had a script, you had actors, you set the camera, and you sort of created this world in that you were shooting into. That you created that type of tension and that type of risk through how you sort of assembled the piece. So you can create points of like collapse in the shoot. You can have like people. Or certain types of actors, like non-actors, or somebody with you know some experience, and collide with each other, mm-hmm. and that created these types of tensions. You then f- you then filmed, and you know at that yeah, most of my stuff was done in very low ratio, so <laughs> so you were um, so you you were just capturing it that way. It was very heavy. It was bulky. It was very very. Uh, it was different. It's, it's, it's the, the the video work is very technical, but it's a different type of 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 of, of technical. Um, of thing because you're always like worried about like because you know, they're so expensive you're always worried about like like the the, the duration and you know the, the the blocking of people but when you got to video you can do it in a way that was incredibly immediate you can just take a subject and you can just at least how I how I felt about it at the time I was doing it and just shatter it completely mm-hmm. and I can like go in and isolate on lines isolate on certain um, images and um, and that made the, the you know it made the film much different than the narratives. It made it much more abstract. Like the narrative is completely, I think, erased from Cristobal, like mm-hmm. the, or from the um, my version of it. 
what I mean is my, I erased the, uh, the uh, narrative of the, of the poem. Because at the time, what I was just wasn't interested in that. It was more of just taking it, shattering it, putting it back together, and trying to bring back some type of intensity or, or really like what it is, is like an, a sort of a sense of unknowing in the viewer, like trying to get them to push, push who's viewing it into like a, a, a strange place, like a, 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 a sensation of, of, um, of like sort of like uncanniness or strangeness and how they see things. And in doing that, maybe it forces them back on their own sort of personal history. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Cristobal's the first, yeah, the first one I, I do that with. Mm-hmm. But so then, just by making something, going from something that is uh, not traditional, like back against the wall, but but like actors' dialogue, sure, sure, um, rough plot, things yeah. coming together, forcing other things, then the, you know Cristobal's putting you in a whole other world, which is basically art world, abstract video, yeah. and then. From that, you did do another film like that's somewhere in between the nest, which, which is, yeah. you know, I mean, you still you got actors and stuff, but it's sure. but it's more like a, uh, uh, it's it's even more atmospheric yeah. than the early stuff, which I think works good because you feel like there's just this doom, <laughs> and like you know like suburban doom yeah. in that. But what's a, like what about in the nest? What's what about the story? What about the characters? Did you want to like convey and pull out by doing it a, a non traditional way? Well, I mean, to me, it's, it's, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I didn't think of, of anything in that way. I, I didn't draw these like barriers in the way I thought. So like the way I thought about the nest was sort of the script had been around a while. Like I tried to make it before back against the wall, like, like the, like I, it was the film I tried to make before back against the wall. And then it just, it just didn't come together. The actress quit on it. So, um, and and but I had like equipment reserved, mm-hmm. so I was like, well, um, I got to you know I, I got to go forward on the film, and that's how Back Against the Wall came about. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't it wasn't written um, before that, but the nest was esophagus was they were sort of like and, and some of the families was it was they were, they were sitting around, so uh, so at that time I, I wanted to to do uh, the nest. I'd been working in video quite a bit. I'd done a lot of these videos uh, after Cristobal. And I wanted to make something that was a completely, like, complete machine work. Like, it was something that was done completely using film equipment. It was completely timed in camera. It was, the sound was recorded and mixed live. So all I did was just sort of, like, you know, all the effects were done in camera by rewinding the uh, the film. So, uh, I wanted to be, you know, I mean, I always did stuff fast, but I wanted this to be really fast and very impulsive, but be yet incredibly controlled. I mean, it was all, you know, it was all plotted out, and as mo- most of the film of the film was were. Mm-hmm. Um, but did you start with like a you, you have characters in your head, yeah, and you want the film to replicate how they feel in the world they're in? Well, yeah, I mean, to me, it's always been about equating. The, the 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 technology with the content you're dealing with. It's the, when I was young, I always thought that way. I was always I always thought how how does this or um, you know what does this if so, if someone's if a character is feeling feeling something 
where you're after a certain atmosphere, atmosphere, what is the equivalency to that in the medium I'm working in? Mm -hmm. And that, you know, gets into lenses and lights. And, and it's also what you're dealing with. Like in 16, you know, you knew that the optical track was, was terrible. So For projection. Just yeah. it's the sound was terrible. Yeah. So you had to work with that. So you immediately think, well, you know, dialogue is going to become something different. You can't pretend it's 35 millimeter. You can't pretend it's video. It's different. There may be like elements that overlap in that type of, in those productions. Or at least video, it's completely different, I feel. Like at the time, it was not, it was not the same thing. 16, 1635, there were like little, like sort of parts that over, overlapped in the way you, 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 you executed the films. But they were just, they were different. So, uh, uh. So I always, and even to this day is in my, my head, like I'll see something, you know, with, um, like if they're on a street in the beginning of a movie, um, and then they go like onto a planet, it's like the same almost, like they're using the same, they're building the city. And then emo I always felt that like, well, I feel the same way on the street than I do on the planet. Shouldn't, mm -hmm. like if you go to a planet, shouldn't it, in terms of the length, the gram you're using be a lot different than on the street. Mm -hmm. And that, uh. And so, so, so to me, it was always about a merger of, of those, of, of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, of the subject matter you're dealing with, which you know, dictated how you're going to approach the film, how, what you were working with and, mer and merging these things all together into a unified piece. And that, and the nest, the nest, it was very, it was, it was about, so I had, you know, you have the mm -hmm. characters in your head, but then you, you bring actors in and you, and they also, they, you know, you, you, you shape them into what you're doing. And things change, and you're always, and you're always, and and you're always trying to like to to take everything that's happening. And this is this is another part of that is I I believe very much like in in, in making every, and I did this naturally that everything would go into what you were doing. It was completely inclusive. Mm -hmm. So, um, so um, that film was the I mean because the families before that film I did before that the sound was done digitally. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't happy with that. You know, Back Against the Wall was done digitally too. So I thought I wasn't. I was. I didn't feel uh, comfortable with that. I thought you're on 16 millimeter. There's no point in pretending that it's. Why are you doing digital mix on 16 millimeter? It made no sense. Mm. So like it was. It was. So to me, it was like just be pure about it. Be honest about it. The sound is terrible, mm. but it. But it's and and the images. You know, it's a six. And, and and in that film, half the film had been ruined in a refrigerator. That that. Uh, like the plug became unplugged in the middle of August the or something. The film that you the the shot, nest, the nest. footage. Yeah, like rock. how the like the structure of the nest. Like what happened was there was, there was forty minutes of the film that uh, a, a guy, a, a friend of mine that was doing optical printing work for me, mm -hmm. came over when we were working on something, and he's like, "I had this forty minutes of film, and it it's ruined." Uh, I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, "What happened? What happened?" It hadn't been shot yet. No, it hadn't been shot. He just had it like in a small little freezer in his apartment. And the plug had become unpl unplugged in the wall, and it was it was it was August, so mm -hmm. it just this thing was you know melt. Like, he didn't notice it for like a week or something. Right. So we thought that the uh, so we thought that the uh, it was ruined, but we did they did like a chip test on it, and it was okay, right. but the colors were sort of messed up. Uh -huh. So I'm like, well, give this to me. I'm like, cause I'll I'll shoot a feature with it. So, <laughs> yeah. So. So the structure unfolded because I was like, well, that'll be the dream sequences. Mm -hmm. And it was the older Kodak stock because the Vision stocks had just come out. Um, 
and they just, I think at the time they discontinued the older, like 500 speed stocks. So we had these old, this older stock, which I thought was like interesting. I'm like, okay. Uh, so I bought what would be the, you know, sort of narrative scenes was new film. And then, and then I, you know, stuck to that very rigidly. I like didn't, I didn't waver from that, that film stock choice. Like if it was a dream, it was not going on the newer stock. And that newer stock was not being used for anything that was not. I shouldn't say dream because it's not. They're not really dreams. They're like sort of breaks into some parallel world or something like that. So the um, but uh, or and go even to go even you know. And the way I thought about it at the time was like those scenes would only be shot like on a Bolex, whereas of all the narrative scenes would only be shot, I think at the time it was a, a, CP, a CP-16 or something. Right. So it was like, so everything, and all my, and even to this day, it's sort of like that, sort of, everything <clears throat> had a purpose technically merged completely with the subject. So in that film, like, it was, it was um, you know, these cameras are for this, and this camera's for that, and these right. lenses are for this. And I did that with all, I did, I did that with all my films, and I, st- I still do that. It's different digitally, but it's still the same. Mm-hmm. thinking and you do that down the line with actors and, and everything um, and then you like collide these things together you collide those choices together and in colliding them it creates like a friction and you can uh, but you're always trying to control it so it's, it's going to get out of control even on that film things got really you know they get out of control and you're always trying to pull these pull it like all these elements you're pulling back through like the eye of a pin into like a unified piece, like a, a piece that works, um, or you you hope it doesn't always work. Sometimes parts of it work, or half of it works, or you know none of it works. But the uh, but uh, you um, so all these all these uh, parts are are um, moving and operating together as one. Mm. And that's how I sort of thought about it with you know with that film, which was really no different than any, than any of the other films. It was. Yeah, I think it's you know I I haven't seen it in a long time so mm-hmm. but you st- but it feels like the film was about the suburban dread this couple is living in an apartment yeah and either in a dream or in a parallel world there's some dudes going through a forest yeah you know I mean are you starting with oh there's a couple and they're together and the CIA may be following them mm-hmm. and there's people walking around in the forest and it's as simple as a description like that? It starts like, well, I mean... Is that with, what the film is about? No, I think the film is about, like, I, when I really think about it... I mean, usually I'm thinking about a number of things at once. Mm-hmm. And usually, like, the prior thing I do somehow triggers what I do next. So it's like, you know, you, you, you're working on sort of, like, springs into other work. So at the time, I think at The Nest, I was... You know, and a lot, and a lot of these films, I was, I was, I was writing at the same time. Like the Antel, it was, it was like mm-hmm. the same time, and like a lot of these, even these video, these uh, more uh, abstract pieces. So like the Nest, it was more sort of like a combination of like like holograms. I was, I was thinking about, or I was reading about like holography, and like parallel uh, worlds, and like uh, like sort of symbols that were sort of that went through different cultures, and then like. And then there, there's that part of it, but then there's like a part where I think like I think like with Nest, the idea was like if I think it was something as just basic as like I thought one day like about a man, if his wife was um, 
traumatized in some way, if she was raped or something, would he be able to handle that or would it shatter the relationship? And that was like the main thing with it. And then it was shrouded in all of the other stuff, like the, um, the, 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 the dual characters, the, you know, so, but the, that being the thread of it, and a lot of the, and a lot of the stories, I mean, like, you know, with, um, I think it was, uh, I mean, each of these films, each of those narratives you talk about sort of were, there was like a very similar, simple little idea like that. Right. And then it just like sort of, you know, just grows outward. Uh, and then you begin connecting all the parts. You begin connecting like, you know, okay, if, if that trauma happens, like how does that happen? It can't, it wasn't, you know, I wasn't interested like in an everyday story. So it, it, so you bring in like these, these elements I had been thinking about, about holograms and UFOs and, and, uh, uh, different types of creatures. And, and you think, well, you know, uh, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember, remember the movie, the, uh, <laughs> sorry, I just, the, um, We've got a guy, you've also got a guy that's like in a ski mask walking through the forest who could be a monster in, I mean, I mean, that's the thing that people want to interpret stuff mm. and it just starts getting warped a little bit to where they either are on board with weird men in black Sasquatch stuff. Well, the men in and, black, yeah. That was... And then is this a low production value mm. or is this something different that I can't? pick up on because I want it to be something else and it's not that no you never can do that I mean and I, I, I never um that was something I knew very very young I never thought I was gonna make a movie I mean I I didn't think I was gonna make um a, a something I wasn't I couldn't make like I always was very I was fully aware of of the and I think that goes back to what I was talking about in terms of um equating what you're doing with what you're doing like when I made those films I never thought I was making a, a bigger budget movie or whatever. I just my brain just did not think like that. Mm -hmm. So when I made the nest, it was um, it embraced w what I thought was like a history of sixteen millimeter production, mm -hmm. and, and you know, and that's actually that's very vast because a lot of you know a lot of work. I mean, it's different from the culture that would embrace those works at that time. Right. You know, you, if you go back to the history of it, so it was like using all those 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 parts, and you know, the the um, The fact that it was so, I mean, you're talking about the fact that it's so like sci-fi-ish or so genre. Well, just it, it is that, I mean, it's because the term I came up for at the time was avant-gutter. <laughs> and it was the fact that a lot of these films, <clears throat> primar primarily a lot of stuff I saw at New York Underground mm -hmm. and other festivals and just other just tape trading between people were too dirty, mm -hmm. lo-fi. Even though it was on 16, it was still like, it had genre narrative elements. Uh -huh. And so the art world didn't really want to pick up on it. Yeah. And they have since, but they didn't, not all the time. Yeah. But then if somebody was just a horror or a science move, science five film fan, this would be way too weirdly atmospheric. Mm -hmm. The questions come up, answers don't. And it's just too existential for a pure genre film. Yeah. And it's not like you shouldn't have to be one or the other. This doesn't make any sense. No. I mean, I never thought about that stuff at all. I mean, I just, it's just to me, yeah. um, at the time, I thought that uh, all of these, you know, whether it was, 
I, I thought all of the, the grammar was valid and completely relevant. I still think it is. Like, I'm not interested in exclusion. I don't, I don't, um, uh, I'm in, I, I always have been, I mean, it's when I started making films, I started making the shorts. It was always about, um, exp, uh, complete, it was about expanding. And, you know, the, the, the grammar, uh, it just let, just like how you thought, you weren't sitting around thinking like, oh, I'm going to make this film with crime elements. I'm not making a big budget mobster film. You also didn't like sit around and think, oh, I can get a museum to never, play never, this. Never, I never knew who was going to show these films. I never, I had no idea. So, so the, yeah, I still don't. The, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that, that was. Right. I mean, how my stuff got out was, I mean, you know, I couldn't have predicted that. I mean, to me, it was very, uh. No, I, I still don't think that way. Like right, I, have right. an, I have an idea of what I think is is the the right the right thing to do, uh, with the work, and I pursue that. And I mean, within that, you learn that maybe different po- there are there are you know there are po- there are pockets of people and mm-hmm. places that like certain types of stuff. Mm-hmm. But to me, it was very very honest. It was simply that my 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 understanding my world my visual history did not come out of museum i mean i learned about that stuff later but it came out of like science fiction films and horror films and hollywood films mm-hmm. and, and that was like the, you know mainly special effects were what i was really interested in and um and then as i got older i realized i gravitated towards filmmakers that that had like a very strong like graphic sense like i i, I learned you know it was like you know fritz lang or you know john ford and, uh, but you've got to you've got to make stuff through your lens. There's no way. Sure, of course. And 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 the and I knew and I think you know I I I mean, I've talked to this before. Like I I read about I did learn about that there was this other world of filmmaking, but main mostly it was about execution for me. It was about it was about how how do you execute what you want to do? So, like I knew that like. Uh, I had access to equipment that other, you know, has that had been used, like whether it was like certain cameras, and I'd be like, and I was like, you know, I was thirteen or twelve when I was like reading this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'd read about like, you know, um, uh, I'd read about like, uh, you know, foreign films or the American underground of, of in the '60s and like uh, and maybe the early '70s, and I'd see like, oh well, you know, they're using the same type of equipment I can get my hands on. Like, what are these films? And I, and I would, you know, I was just very curious about stuff. And I just looked into stuff, and I, I just was thinking, well, I can you know do something with two guys, and you know whatever, and and then it became like a drive to make what I was familiar with. And that's how I got into sixteen millimeter because I had to do something. I had to feel to myself that I had to get through. I, I still am sort of like this, and it's probably not the smartest way to operate, but the but it was it was that I had to get through what I felt was um, like I couldn't just jump on something right away and say this is how you should if you want to like do do this you have to get you have to use this camera you have to use it was sort of like i understood uh, a world that i felt very comfortable in and and you when you say 16 millimeter and that could be like something that maybe to me felt like harry Housen stop stop motion animation mm-hmm. it could be that simple as like that texture not simply just you're making something like some like uh you know, midnight movie scene or something, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. So, so it was like, 
so that's how I got into, so when I got into that, I felt no matter what I had to make work this way, this way, and I wasn't going to make 35 and, you know, it was going mm-hmm. to be 16 is what I could do. So that's what it was. And they were just, I just was making in my mind, just films. Like it was, mm-hmm. that's all it was. And, you know, zero was the first of these films. And, uh, uh, but then to that point, with Christabel and with Nest, then you launch into all of this, this this long body of more pure abstraction. Yeah, but right? I, didn't, I didn't think of it in terms, I was not I was not trying to push it into like a certain type of place. Mm. Like I did not know what that was. Like like I really didn't have a, a I, I just. But you do, but you, uh, but what, what what's working because you go from mm-hmm. fairly straightforward editing scenes to hour-long shots yeah. and like man, super manipulation yeah. of of slow motion and time to where you have you have some stuff that's an hour long and it's two shots or one yeah. shot but i think that's also like goes back to the films i mean those films have really long shots i mean like mm-hmm. the, the you know families is like i think 10 minute single takes so like i was doing that in, in film um it's just that and, and you are and also like i was pretty young i was like 18 to 20 three when I did all those films right so like you know a lot of it was me probably not completely you know I didn't have like a like a like a uh I mean I wasn't I wasn't you know I didn't have like a plan of any sort right so the so yeah uh, <laughs> it was completely raw and I you know I drew a lot too mm-hmm. so like that was always like this battle was like how do you control things that way you know films you really can't you have to like sort of like force that type of hand-eye coordination like into space whereas in video you can like control it at the very root of what you're doing so to me it was completely a natural part of i mean it was very ba- i think in the very very beginning it was very very basic it was sort of like and it was when i started doing the short films because to me it was sort of like you can create like these starts and stops within your own body of work is how i thought of it like i think oh, i can do a short that's like 45 seconds long because i do these other films that are two and a half hours that have narrative elements. So you were like constantly measuring and challenging yourself. And you're saying, well, you know, I, I do as, as a person understand and relate to characters and, and uh, you know, that type of, of thing in filmmaking. But I also, as a person, can completely understand total abstraction. In my everyday life, I experience both of those things. And there is a grammar of that. That's not, that's 100 years is not a long time. Mm-hmm. So it's like you, you have this grammar of it. So that, uh, you have this history of it. Um, I'm going to go into that and see what I can do with it. You know, you know, and, and, and that's how it leads into that stuff. And then like you're at, you know, and then with the, a lot of those films. Uh, the, more, the more abstract. The more abstract films. It's just simply a, like, a, like a, just a, a, a constant challenge. And I think, like you know, I think where I'm at now is is a res- it's not it doesn't do that as much. It's, it's a different thing. Like it changes throughout the years, and because um, there's there's something that is, are you experiencing something, uh, a change like in the kind of story and the kind of feeling you want to tell people, and that's why you go and do more abstraction. No, no, I think I think well, I mean, also like I was making a lot of stuff and. Mm-hmm. And there's there's like, you know, reality always is part of it. So like you end up starting things thinking it's not going to take so long, and it does. So like you know when when you when you when you have the sort of, 
idea like at the very like root you're doing these types of movies that um don't abandon any any part of the grammar which is how i thought of it it was more of like i don't want to exclude and cut out things to do it was more of like using whatever new tools come along to then filter that through it so like the, the way my mind always imagined it was like if you imagine like like something like breaking apart like little appendages of the grammar go forward and I, that's how i always like thought of it so it was like so but then like you think within that like well if you're you know there's a part of me that wants to do something that is completely abstract that like deals with and only by like doing it like that i felt that you could learn if you didn't want to do it again or if you can exhaust and and and, and a part of it was also about complete exhaustion like i wanted to exhaust everything i could mm -hmm. so i can understand it completely in 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 content in, in terms of in terms of content or a in terms oh. of, of of the content's different because like the in terms of the 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 uh, the, the tools and the language and and again they're very they're merged to me they're they're sort of inseparable like the content you can't have one without the other they they inter they they play completely off each other and um so like but yeah I mean in terms of content too in a sense it would be accurate like you wanted to exhaust that as well everything it was a complete it was a complete um you want to take as the you, you want to like take the world in and put the world out as much you can as much as you can now in doing that you can make a start something and all of a sudden it just like prevents you from doing a narrative thing because mm -hmm. in my case a lot more work went into those narrative films i mean a lot more work and uh and you know, and this changed for me over the, the years, even in terms of the abstract works, because some of them were like very, very, very fast and very like performance based and like there was like no props and, mm -hmm. and some of them were just all like sort of animation and graphics. And that's much different from putting forth a, a, uh, a production together with actors and locations mm -hmm. and, and what goes into that. Uh, so what ends up happening is that projects that they you think are going to go forward end up getting stalled so a lot of that change was just like sort of you know the um just pragmatic aspects of, of trying to make movies mm -hmm. and also getting involved in things and things you know there's a lot of that involved too it wasn't like you had complete freedom and control to do whatever you wanted to do so um so that's sort of what ends up happening and then like you know I, you know, certainly, you know, you get tired, and then some things become easier to make. Like making a nest was would be much more at that time. I th when mm -hmm. I think back on it, was a lot more difficult than making something else. Um, so you you sort of shift because there's two sort of ways, at least how I how I how I make things. Like some some stuff is very rigid and very technical and very focused. Other stuff maybe is not as you know it's, it's still technical, but it's much looser in how you approach it. Mm -hmm. So when a certain period of, of you're going through if it's a stressful part of your life or there's a lot of things going on or where there's changes that are occurring you end up gravitating towards that other thing that's not putting so much demand on you to organize people mm -hmm. i think that accounts for a lot of it too or then if you're involved with other people you might want to do other things parallel to that you're not gonna be able to pull off like a, a nest with, with that or even like some of the bigger projects i had planned so I got like sort of I think put stalled for a number of years in mm -hmm. terms of like making because I, I was planning a, actually another film after the nest I was gonna shoot out an Oricon mm -hmm. and I was gonna like I, I still hope to do it I have all the, the stuff still but it's like the uh, it was gonna like, like go and like do like a like a, a much more 
it was gonna be a much more elaborate sound mix, but it was, it was gonna be shot in film, and that just got totally shut down. So, just because of the of the time period in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's part of that too. It's not as like it's not as. Uh, but how do you feel like your the the storytelling part of it changes with that? Um, as simple as just like because you you're not working with dialogue as much when you're not working as much as as many scenes with an actor mm-hmm. are you do you still feel like you're making things about human experience instead of telling a particular story like what what kinds of things in in that period of time when you're really getting into abstractness mm-hmm. do you feel that there's a certain type of story story's not the perfect word sure well i mean but what are you conveying to people because you're not just I'm trying to say that you're not just making pictures to make pictures no not at all but it's well I mean some of those films I mean I guess like if you go year by year even in that period of abstraction I mean that stuff's not abstract mm-hmm. I mean I make the anthill is not abstract mm-hmm. uh, I'm trying to think what other films there were like the sky song is, is like a western mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you know they, they there were these like Videos that were like sort of narratives in that period, and you know, like a film like the mirror, the mirror mask, which was an installation, that was about you know I was asked to do that, I was commissioned to do that, and like they gave me like a theme, like you know we want it to be about you know this, but it can really be about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, so that like that was about so like you know with that type of film, it was about e- Egyptian art and, F- and Flemish art, and I was sort of. Um, uh, you know, it was supposed to be. I think the theme of the of that of that show was like. Uh, I can't remember what it was. It was mm-hmm. like about female power, or like something like that, like powerful women, or mm-hmm. it was something along those lines. Um, so, uh, you know, going off of that, you you know that well, you can remove. I guess like to be like sort of simple, you know, that you can remove people acting as somebody talking to each other in a story and still have all those raw elements there. So that's all it is. I mean, when I used to make these films, people would say, you make narratives, you make, you make, you know, whatever. To me, it was always like, oh, well, I have people talking lines and, and, right. and sort of pretending to be characters. It's, um, it's not that, it's not, you know, it's not that type of movie making. So, you know, the term, the terminology was very, is very like loose. So yeah, with all those films, I mean, you know, that film was was you know, there's no there's no story, but but this is this is the thing with that is that the language is still the same. So so I always was aware that even when I made these abstract pieces, I mean, there's always figurative work in these abstract pieces. I mean, they never, they seldomly they they ever go into complete abstraction. Mm-hmm. Right. So the, uh, but you know that there is a progression that comes from a history of film that you're playing off of that you know as much as people don't want to admit or maybe some people don't want to admit it comes from a language developed by Hollywood yeah it's the French film yeah and and uh, so you know that even uh, so you know that even when you're going into those like films you're talking about these hour long or two or whatever they were films that you know have no story there is a sort of progression in the choice of how you're leading the audience through images and editing. Mm-hmm. So you're always moving them through a series of images 
or the way you shoot it or the way you edit it and construct it. You just don't have people pretending to be actors in it. Right. And, you know, each one is different. Each one's a different uh, situation. Each one's a different. I mean, in 2007, like that year, I made a lot of these videos and they were, and there was a different, it was like very, like I didn't like leave like my, my, uh, like the space I was working in. They were like done very fast, all very heavily drawn, like almost like a couple were done like in a day. And that was like a different type of process at that time. And that fell in between two narrative films. Um, and that, you know, then it gets, and then you get into like the actual tech tools you're using as well. You want to like shift out of that into something else and maybe like use, you know, get back to a certain way of doing stuff, get back to using certain optics. And is that, does that mean, like let's talk about two recent things. Does that lead you to your version of Alice in Wonderland? Mm-hmm. Wanting to get back into a certain mode? Yeah, I mean, Alice in Wonderland is sort of like, I guess, close to Cristobal in a way. But mm-hmm. it's the same type of idea. I mean, a lot of ideas just got stalled. Mm-hmm. And were not acted upon for m- many years. And they were all actually, you know, these sort of films that were like The Nest. I just hadn't done. And, uh... I don't know if I got frustrated, but it was, I, mean, I guess I, I did. I got sort of, um, I want to sort of like drop a curtain and go forward. And so what I did is for a year or within a year, I just sort of like stopped and said, okay, now you're going to, you know, stop this and go back to what you were most comfortable with and what you felt was what you wanted to do. And Alice was the first of these things that had been sort of like hovering about. There were like maybe like 10 or 12 of these of these films. As, uh, as simple as you like the story? No, it didn't do the story. It was, it was, it was. <laughs> what it was is that I had seen an exhibit in 2003. Actually, this is the day we sh- wrapped The Nest. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, <laughs> I, I was so, I went to um, an exhibit with, with a, a, a friend of mine at a, in a museum. And in the basement of the exhibit, was a or there, there was there was like a show upstairs. It was like I guess it was like the opening night of this of this of this show. But in the basement there was a uh, an exhibit of Lewis Carroll's photographs. Mm-hmm. So I went. I was down there and I went in. I didn't I didn't know it was there. And I was looking at these these photographs and and a few of them like struck me. And they were there's one of like a woman with chainmail armor on against like a wall. And so they're photos he took. He took yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, it was a woman, she was dressed like a, a knight, and there was like a, a blanket hung against the wall, and there was like a, you can see sort of the brick. And this like struck me. And, and I was really interested in this, and I thought, this is, this is a, and what interested me about it was that it was somewhat, you know, at the time, I guess it was amateurish, but like now it didn't mean that anymore. And it was so like well constructed, like time erased that amateur, that am, that whatever would, would have been perceived as being amateurish. And, and it, you know, it was, a, it was like a blanket t- tagged to a wall. And like I had done that and I had, and I had, uh, a lot, and, but, <laughs> but I had, uh, but, but it, it got, it was much more complicated when I thought about it because I'd done this in like, you know, at the time I would always like make it vanish mm-hmm. and like make it into a void. And then like I started to play with the idea of not even hiding it. And in this, in this photograph, it wasn't hidden. It was very like raw. It was very like simple. It was just like, you know, this is what this is. And I, I took a picture of it. And it like made me think about like something I, going back to what you're talking about is even like the, the play of like production. It's like a production versus a, an individual like in an intimate space uh, working with a person. 
mm-hmm. which is what some of those productions were like. They were like me operating like how I drew. Like I was in a space with people. There was no um, like that sort of like uh, professional umbrella didn't exist. And in film production, I always feel that like the, the, regardless of how much of that imp- professional umbrella is imposed or people think it's there, that sort of like amateurish element always cracks through. Instead of, and so instead of trying to erase it, you should, I feel, embrace it or like integrate it into like the, the, the parts that you need to make, you know, the more business parts or whatever that make it have to operate and function. So that, that, that interested me because I related to it in that way. I was like, wow, this is very interesting. And it's similar to what I was doing and, and the, um, and it led me, but I couldn't figure out what to do with it. Like I was interested in it and I couldn't figure it out. And then when I did this film, The Pearl, which is a video, I tried to like do it like go with that idea like in the film like just breaking down and making everything exposed like this type of like you know like very cheap like costumes and 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 uh and and uh environment it's very like artificial environment like a dime store environment almost like mm-hmm. a dollar store type type movie moving like made made from the dollar store and the uh <laughs> And the uh, so so uh, and then I like re- revisited this image like maybe like four or five years later in these little shorts I did like I, I recreated them in like computer program paint um, paint uh, software yeah and then by the time I decided to go back to what I was doing I I I still had this idea of these of these drawings and at first I was like thinking about like maybe doing like a live like I had this idea of like of using I was getting more interested in, in doing stuff in a in a space where it was almost like a theatrical space where I can like construct <clears throat> the environment through drawing and so forth uh, you know having a very controlled environment maintaining narrative maintaining actors but have this like very very constructed a- atmosphere so I was to- I was playing with the idea of doing it live like I was gonna like gonna have the drawings part of uh part of something and something live I couldn't figure out what it was going to be and then I had read about the play mm-hmm. that play was or uh, an opera uh, uh, a musical was written in, of, Alice. of Alice Wonderland the 19th century that that, that uh, Carol okayed and even wrote some lines for because he was friends with one, one of oh, the guys well. yeah so <clears throat> um, so this interested me like this idea of a children's play because it wasn't the book which I wasn't interested in, mm-hmm. and uh, and I wasn't even interested in the story of Alice Wonderland. But I needed like the shell of it, so I thought like that would be like the vessel in a similar way that Cristobal was. But years later, like this was gonna be sort of like the the spine or like the ship that I I can now put these ideas of the drawings or these ideas. I'm sorry of the photographs that I had into this, mm-hmm. and. <clears throat> I mean, there's not many, there's no, there's no, there's no narrative elements in that. But to me, this was like the first of these like sort of like projects I was going to move to that I had not done in a long time. Mm. And that's sort of how I ended up choosing it was that that was the, I just felt that this was, and also it had, you know, it was, it was written where there were like acted parts and there were like musical numbers. So it began like shaping itself up very, it was in two acts. It began to just sort of, the structure of it began like to fall together properly where I felt like this was the right the right thing to do, the right project, the right uh, source to go from. And then where you have, where you had Cristobal sort of matching up with Alice, mm-hmm. the nest is maybe matching up with the Rim and Pettibone project, <laughs> untitled, <coughs> untitled Thanks Get In. Yeah, the, um, 
where you have actors. And to describe the film, it's a guy picks up another guy and they drive around and the entire film's in the car, them sort of working out this possible sexual deal. <laughs> and um, But what's interesting about it, what is Raymond Pettibone's known for his art with a lot of written sentences yeah. and a lot of, for lack of a better word, for, for, the, for the drawing, like dialogue. Sure, sure. But you making this isn't just like grabbing that and just saying, okay, say all this stuff. No, of course More not. of that went into that. No, because it's, it's, uh, it's, I mean, it, I, I understood, like I, I got how he did stuff. And I guess this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like to be able to the ability to like sort of move between modes of working or being somewhat in control of how you work. Like I completely understood like sort of, I mean, I'd seen the videos he had done. That Raymond had made. Yeah, he had made. And I mean, I got it. I mean, it wasn't too far from some stuff I had done. So when you're working on, when you put the film together, you did film every single thing yeah, everything, that he everything, wrote, yeah. but you still were working it out on your own as well. Well, yeah, because because I, I recognize sort of what, at least what I thought, he wanted to make films with these films. And like, mm-hmm. in like you know, and my, my impulse was that you want to take the, the pureness of, of the words of what's written. In a way, strip it of of everything else and and just approach it like you were making now not making a film like I don't think it would have worked if you were trying to make like a movie. You see that a lot when like I think there's like a misunderstanding of the of the, of the contents. Like you're trying to like impose some type of 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 something. You're trying to like paste something paste a way paste a way of doing something on top of it. Like you couldn't have taken it and did it. I feel with multiple cameras driving around, it wouldn't have worked. <laughs> You had you you couldn't like make a like quote movie out of it. Mm-hmm. It had to come out of sort of the world that the history of it had been part of with those videos, but like bring it halfway. Mm-hmm. So it had to it had to go down. It had to just you had to throw down on it, and it had to be, and it had to be very. Uh, it had to be like you don't have cutaways. I mean, we just spent. We're just. It's almost real time, basically, because yeah, they're driving and they're talking. Well, and his videos are real time. I mean, yeah. so this was the thing. It was it was very. I, I planned it out like you know. I, I boarded it all out, or I bar. I, I broke it all down because there's not much to board. So <laughs> so I broke it. I broke it. My, I broke it very down as to where I felt like there would be like shifts of of um, where the camera would cut back and forth. Mm. Like so, I thought like at this point there's sort of a break back to the to, to the to the um to the to the prostitute and, and the. And this cuts back to the guy. And then, like, there were parts where I felt like when I would see, I saw his video work, that he would move into sort of, when people would read the long parts of dialogue, there would be, like, this hypnotic aspect to what I felt he was trying to do. And, and, uh, and, uh, in those scenes, I went with that, like, with the lights and stuff. So, because some of the dialogue... It's like really intricate, yeah, it's crazy, really, yeah, yeah. But you still—it's not just like there's not this shock value. It's this weird sort of just seeping, yeah, weirdness. Well, it should have been presented, I felt, just straightforward, mm-hmm. like in the sense that like it should have just been—it should have been. I mean, it's very stylized, very like you know, it's very. I mean, I haven't seen again. I haven't seen it in a while, but it's <laughs> but it's uh, but it's very um, artificial and it's it's very slow and it's not. I mean. It's not, uh, I mean, it's not like, uh, you know, not mm-hmm. an easy viewing experience, but um, 
it wasn't I wasn't trying to be you know I didn't want to be funny with it I wasn't trying to be um, I just didn't care about any, any I mean I was I just you know this is what it was that what was on the page was what it was it was a script that was written and that to me was it as if it as if it as if that that came to me in that raw pure state I just took it for what it was but also in doing that acknowledging that the writer of it so the idea was like a script was written i was making it it wasn't like mm -hmm. we're getting together to make some type of well, i don't know what you want to call it like some it wasn't like it was, it was approaching almost like a traditional uh script director model right um which i think some people don't 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 understand that that is like that yeah. that, that that was like the the, the initial the, that was my always my idea and uh, in doing that i back off because you know when you're dealing with with the actors we had and you're dealing with the writing my my role i felt was simply to just achieve what i'm talking about mm -hmm. i wasn't going to like impose something of my own into it like it was drawing upon a different set of skills of of being able to implement and being very um, conscious of the, or, or trying to be very, you know, trying to bring in what I felt were elements of the, of the writer's uh, history, at least with the video work he did, which mm -hmm. was really, well, I didn't pay attention to drawings at all. Mm -hmm. It was only paying attention, to, I only looked at a few, I only looked at a few of the videos and like what I felt was the right thing to do. So that's how I approached it. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, like I stripped almost everything that maybe, you know, some people might be familiar with out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, well, it's, it's more of a collaboration then. It's not. And this is the thing we've talked about before, too. Like a director, the traditional term mm -hmm. is only like it's only used maybe for like actual big budget Hollywood stuff. If you want you step way outside. Yeah. Not, I mean, not way outside that range, just one foot outside of that world. A director isn't just some dude who shows up to a set <laughs> And like, oh yeah, well we're gonna work this way with the pages. It's like you've got to be so much more if you're independent or fully, uh -huh. fully. What is what is underground now? Well, I think that, I mean, when I was younger, I never put director on any of those early films because mm. I didn't really think of myself as a director, mm -hmm. and I still don't. But it's like the the you know they never say directed by, like if that pops up. Yeah, it's film by or video by. But I mean, you know, that was put on later. You know it was put out but the the um but the thing with um but what does that notion of a director become now like well to me i think it's completely i think i said i think to now now because of because of the the technology that the director role has collapsed into like a, a role i mean you know again like to me this is a, this sort of the this is how i think of it how it should be how how, how i try to move forward is that the direct the because the product the productions have changed too i feel like if you're gonna you you can you can do certain things and approach things in a certain way you couldn't before that the role of the director is like a a fusion of like a a um because the production the productions have blended and blurred more they always always did bleed together but now they're completely to me all one production Mm -hmm. Like the three phases of oh yeah I, I hate even saying that because even even when I did my you know years ago it never was really that clean cut but it's like the they they have really really blurred and like the lines have blurred where like the roles it's my it's like you're more of a designer an effects person and a I guess like I want to say a director like merged into one role like the role is completely something different now and in my case because i i again like because things are very visual and they, i draw and i do sound 
it was very technical. So I was almost operating in a very, very technical way, but had the ability to go back and like write things and like direct people, but almost fuse them with the technical stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, um, uh, you know, and in that there's a great respect for people who don't even, I mean, I, I think even like what you're, what you were talking about somewhere earlier about like making stuff for certain worlds, mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to have much of a place in that way of operating because everybody becomes very necessary. Like all your computer people and all your, your you know people, everyone the you know carpenters and everybody becomes incredibly. Uh, I mean, I, I, you know, I think they always they always were necessary, but now it's like completely, completely overlapped and bled together. So I think there's like a new, a completely different new approach to. Uh, you know how I feel uh, towards production, and you can still achieve, and you can still in that blend all these different elements narrative elements genre elements um uh you know video art grammar web elements because the web is a whole different way of like perceiving things um and it's changing very rapidly and and you could uh keep you this constant exploration can take place and uh but i think the barriers have collapsed a great a great deal mm-hmm. and i mean some of that's just like you can do it yourself so I mean, that's how I, a lot of that was like my, a very basic thing for me. It was sort of like, well, I always did, you know, I was always like, well, I could do this. Like when I, and a lot of it was like, because you, you had to do it. You didn't want to, but like you have like some people that would like take the weight and focus off of you because you can't do it. You're just not gonna get the film done. So you get people on the same wavelength and then some, some and in some situations it's like, well, I could do, I could do this. I have done this, but then it becomes, it becomes something different visually if you do it. So like you, you begin like working this sort of like organ almost. You're like you're constantly like in control, and you're you're uh, you're shifting around your own like uh, your own sort of like um, where you're in very like you're in a, you're in control of your like creative apparatus. Mm-hmm. And now it's like so fluid, so loose. It's that you could really, uh, you know, I feel you could. And I think it's very positive. I think it's a great thing because you could you could uh, you can get you can explore things much more in depth i mean even like this thing you're talking about with the with the thing with with ray it's the uh uh again it's it's that type of molecular approach we were talking about that that going back to like cristobal you were able to take a pre-existing thing and the shattering was you you were able to break it down but never touch his text so you were able like to Mm -hmm. shatter something down around it and then like put the pieces back around the core Mm mm-hmm and um, and I think it sticks with the you know I think that piece is very lurid, and you know it's it's, it's, yeah. it's 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 very uh, with the subject matter it goes along with it. Right. What's your first thought when somebody says they think a film's too difficult? I mean that just doesn't even like I mean that to me it's sort of like uh, I don't know it's like I, it doesn't have to be necessarily yours just any you know a I, film, I don't a get, film with subtitles. Oh, I just, I mean, that's just, I can't even, it's hard for me to, to understand that because I'm, I'm very, I've always been, even when I was really young, uh, very, very curious and uh, very open. So I just don't, to me, nothing, to me, I mean, to me, nothing ever was too difficult, like whether it was like music or reading or movies. 
Like I just didn't, I don't understand it. To me, it's always like if it's difficult, then I should have to force myself to make it less difficult for me because there's something wrong. I'm the one not measuring up to it. So like, and that's how I was when I was like real young, when I got in films, it was like, well, if I don't understand this and like, you know, I should, you know, or, or why? And it wasn't even a matter of me. I mean, I don't even approach much things even now, like ever, I never go into something saying, I don't like this or I don't, I don't get this. It's always more of an openness where it's like, it's just part of everything else. So you just have to challenge yourself or measure yourself up against it and understand it. I mean, it doesn't mean that you're like completely open-ended and everything's like, but it's like a filtration or something that you have. So and when I hear that, it's just, you know, just I just don't even, I don't know what to even say. I mean, about that, it's. Uh, yeah, no, with that, you just said it, it's just like, it doesn't, it's not that something has to be good or bad. You know, I'll see, at film festivals, I'll go in to see something difficult. Mm-hmm. But I'll know maybe where it's from. So you see Harmony Kareen's Trash Humpers. Mm-hmm. But I watch it in a press, an industry screening. Mm-hmm. People just stream out after five minutes. Okay. Watch it in a public screening, mm-hmm. 500 people, no walkouts at all. Uh-huh. Part of it is well, the public, public knows somebody. They know what they're getting into. Sure. They want to explore it. Press and industry is doing a job, and they think they already know what it is, and they just yeah. want to confirm that. Cool. And well, you know, and that has nothing to do with if the film was good or bad, but they're doing this job. Yeah. And so something's got to get pigeonholed. Yeah, I mean, um, again, like I make my work, I always have, for everybody. And that was always like sort of the, the you know, the, um, the power of the medium of making films. They can, they can get out everywhere. And, uh, you know, I never, uh, I still don't. I never think of groups of people or films made for any specific group of people or um, therefore anybody who wants to watch them, hopefully for a very, you know, long time. And you don't know. I mean, you just don't know. I, I, you don't know. You don't know what people are going to like. Um, you know, uh, and that's not why you made it in the first place. No, no, you never make it for that. I mean, it's it's you make it because I mean, it's hard to explain why you make it, but it's like you make it be- because uh, it's what you do. You know, it's what you do, and it's and you have a. I mean, and also be you know, I, I'm I've also I mean, I've always made stuff, always you know, pretty consistently made work. But there are parts of like you know, there are times in your life where you are pushed to a point where you're like, I don't say brought to your knees, but you're sort of like. <laughs> You question things, and like, and like you, ha- yeah, you have to have these like moments of sort of like um, uh, of some type of like questioning or trying to figure it out, or like these crisis moments where you know, should I continue doing this or should I do that? I mean, there's many times when I like sort of thought like it would go down this way, this path, or this way. I didn't want to do this, and like I came back to that, or like there were times when I thought like when I did back into the wall, I thought people were impressed that I made a film like that, and I wasn't impressed that I could have this, whatever ability to pull 50 people together to make a movie or something like that. It just didn't impress me. So, like, you've been thinking, like, you know, you begin, like, ch- constantly challenging yourself um, about, about uh, what, what, you could, um, what you could do, why you should do it. Um, but it's never about, it's never for, it's never, you never make work for, for uh, I, I guess like I say, they say you make work for everyone and no one. <laughs> sure. And 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 uh, and uh, 
and it'll work itself out. Well, that's the thing. It's like you know, stuff. It'll find its own path. It'll find its way if it if it if it's if it's uh, if it's if it's re- if it ha- if it's if it's the real thing, mm-hmm. which you don't know. I mean, that's the thing. Is like you you don't know you you uh, you believe, but you don't. And I shouldn't say that because it's not like this faith type thing. It's like uh, it's like. Uh, you, but yeah, no, but you can say that. You can say like. <laughs> If I like something, I do believe somebody else will too. Oh, of course, yeah, because you're a, you're a human being. You're part of it. You're part yeah. of you're part of it. So you you believe you you have uh, you you trust that other people will if they can see it. Yeah, they will be able to uh, draw something from it. I mean, I you know I have films that when they were made, nobody liked them. <laughs> you know, five years later, people like them. So it's like. So it's like, uh, you know, at the time I thought, wow, I can't believe nobody likes this. Wow. So it's like, yeah. But uh, so, you know, if it has, it has a life, if it has this life of its own, if it's, if it's like, if it's constantly part, part of this like energy, it will find its own path, I think. You know, if, and, and you have to um, not, I mean, look, what, what do you, you know, you have to, everything will just go on without you. The world will keep marching. So you might as well keep uh keep uh keep up in it trying to make stuff and, and you know and, and look, look when i would you know five years ago you didn't have the types of hd stuff you have now mm-hmm. so like you you realize that it's 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 like things are always like you know changing and, and shifting and like and like uh and like evolving and and you're in control of your own of your your own sort of i think creative uh Ability, you can be pushed to the point. You can be, you can be uh, stripped of things, or you can be. You know, things can go go wrong. But you can always, like, at least in, in my case, it was always like a shift. Like there were periods where I drew very heavily, like when I wasn't doing certain things, or I would like, you know, do audio. And a lot of this stuff would always like lead into other stuff. So like there were periods where I would like do all this type of audio type stuff. And I wasn't trying to make music like a musician. Mm-hmm. It was like things that led me into how I would do the sound of like other films I would do, or not even just the sound, but how I would approach the production. So um, it is a deeply, deeply personal, uh, personal uh, activity, but um, you know, and I think that that's sort of um, mm-hmm. something that I thought about. Like when I think about work today, there are like certain types of uh, there are different there are different types of of, of 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 things you have to you have to deal with, and one is. You have to deal with the personal terrain, like your personal, which I think is you know somewhat the, the trickiest and most complicated one to deal with, because you have to deal with your own like sort of in, inner inner world, inner emotional state, like that becomes a reference point. And in doing that, you then merge that with the grammar of the history of whatever medium you're dealing in, mm-hmm. and then you're dealing with the fact that things are being forced upon you, like cameras and tools and things that are like really beyond your control and you have to constantly be shifting these things together and like um twisting them and, and figuring things out and in doing that you you're 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 always you so you're always like breaking things down and reassembling them and then when you're putting them back out there you're sort of like forcing your own uh, you're you're forcing this like i said earlier this type of um tension and knowing on people and it forces them mm-hmm. back into their personal space mm-hmm. you think so, or you hope if 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 it works. So it's um, that's sort of it. I mean, it's mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. It's like the the uh, you know, and you want to get them done. Like you have, like you believe that. Yeah, no. You know, the whole, the whole trick is just like 
you just don't get crushed by the ones that don't. The films they, that they get the, the films that get messed up by the later part that you can't control, which is exhibition. Yeah, but that's I mean that's think, that's part of it. But that's like you just you just got to keep moving forward. No, you can't. I mean, you shouldn't even make work for that reason. I mean, yeah, it's, it's yeah. the I mean, I mean, I, people can make work for however they want to make work for the reason they want to make it. But it's like, I mean, that's also like to me is like mm-hmm. I became. You know, a lot of my work has has not shown or never been shown. Right. So it's like the, uh, but it's a body of work. It's a light. It's a. It's a sort of like a, a life or a. Um, I mean, I've accepted that at this point. Right. That um, it, it's a life, uh, project or it's a um. Right. It's a huge sort of sea of of making things. Yeah. Uh, and that's not like and trust me, I didn't start out, doing that. I mean, I think that's like something that's also like. I did not set out to make a lot of work mm-hmm. and, and, uh, and, uh, a lot of how my work was either shown or not shown was a result of that. Right. It, it was not a gimmick that was created to, <laughs> right. to, to do stuff. I mean, it's never been like that. So, you know, in doing that, you know, things are going to get lost and things are going to fall through the cracks and things are going to be ignored and things are going to be hated and some things might be liked and that's just what it is. And you just go on to the next one. And then you just try to go on to the next one, and that's all there is to it. And 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 also like you know, I like I like doing it. I like the um, I like my you know, I like uh, I like the I like making stuff. I like the people I make stuff with. I even like you know the the critics I am friends with. I like the programmers. I like the whole world of all these people. Mm-hmm. So it's a very like enjoy. It's a very enjoyable lifestyle, and. Uh, and and then the most enjoyable part is like the people you are doing production with, whether it's like effects uh, guys or art directors or actors. It's just so you like that type of lo- of that life. So like, you know, so that's a, and I, you know, even when you're alone doing stuff and you're drawing stuff and editing things, you like that too. So like the whole the whole world of it. I mean, some stuff can wear you down, like you know, sure. like festivals and things. But the uh, <laughs> but the uh, but you ultimately right. So it's like it's not, but 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 again like. That isn't why, because even when I wasn't, when I wasn't like going doing stuff a lot, like going out and stuff, I still was making work. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like this, you know, so it's like this comp. It's like a very like you know layered type of thing. But people shouldn't get. I mean, yeah, if yeah. you're gonna, if you get, if you, if it had, you know, I think if if it if it discourages you, then you have your answer. 